Welcome to the A-Level Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the A-Level Podcast. Today, Sneha is sitting down with Simran Suri. Simran, previously a managing partner at A-Level Capital, graduated from Hopkins with a major in International Studies and Sociology in 2020. She's currently working at Equal Ventures as an analyst, and she was previously a summer analyst at Credit Sites and a consulting summer analyst at Vista Consulting Group. She has also interned with SoGal Ventures and Greenspring Associates in the past. We'll be discussing Simran's experiences and advice regarding breaking into VC out of undergrad. Simran, I'm so excited to have you on with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, of course. Without further ado, let's get into it. So uh, Simran, congrats on recently graduating. 2020 has been a bit of a trip, but I was hoping you could tell us more about how you approached college as a whole, especially kind of taking into account academics, extracurriculars, internships, networking, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. First of all, thank you so much. Um, Very much agree that 2020 has been, I think, something that no one expected. In terms of college, yeah, so I, you know, really knew that I wanted to study international studies. It was something that I became interested in while I was in high school. Um, So when I was doing my research on colleges to apply to Hopkins stood out to me immediately just because of the strength of SICE, which is our um, International Studies Graduate School. And so I was really excited about the potential opportunity to go to school in Baltimore, be so close to D.C., have access to all these amazing professors and research opportunities. And I guess the other factor for me was that Baltimore was just far enough away from home um, that my parents couldn't come visit me every weekend, (laughs) but close enough that I could go back if I wanted to. So I knew I wanted to be in a city, knew I didn't want to be super far away. And then obviously Hopkins is just an amazing institution. So that for me was uh, how I ended up picking the school. And yeah, I kind of fell into the international studies and sociology track program that I was in towards the end of my freshman year, I took a class with a professor uh, called Issues in International Development. And this professor, Rina Agarwala, is actually, I believe, one of the um, heads or like head advisors for the Global Social Change and Development track, which is what I ended up doing. And so that is a track program that focuses on development economics, and it requires a double major between international studies and sociology. Absolutely. I mean, I totally am on the same wavelength, especially with your whole decision of, you know, getting out of New Jersey, but not being too far. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously your college experience in hindsight was really successful. So it sounded like there were some great choices made there. What were some of the most impactful aspects of your college experience that kind of contributed to your success and ultimately ended up impacting your overall interests? That's a, that's a very nice compliment from you. I would say it definitely wasn't all successful, but I think that's why it was so um, impactful to me. I definitely had my fair share of switching around majors, not doing well in classes, and kind of trying a bunch of different things out and figuring out what did and didn't work for me. And I think that's part of the reason why I was able to end up somewhere where I was so happy and satisfied with the work that I was doing um, in the GSCD program. So I think 
part of why I ended up where I did is because I actually was in the GSPD program and had the opportunity to have really close relationships with my professors and my advisors. And, you know, I I could kind of talk them through my interests and they were really influential for me in figuring out how to apply those interests to my area of study. So that is actually how I became interested in venture for the first time. During my sophomore year, I, you know, had a bunch of required research classes that I had to take for GSCD. And within them, I had to kind of figure out an area of study to dive really deep into. So I, you know, had been reading um, a couple books, one of which is Forces of Labor by my advisor, Beverly Silver. Have to give her a shout out. And I became really interested in the impact of technology and entrepreneurship on developing economies and specifically um, in like the, the impact that it could have on underrepresented demographics in South Asia. So I was looking a lot at women and um, Muslim people in India and also looking at the caste system with regard to technology and entrepreneurship and just different ways that like non-political forces could be used to try to drive um, greater equality. So within that research, I ended up looking for different outlets to just get a better understanding of what venture actually was, because it definitely was very confusing to me when I was Googling, like, what is venture capital? Like, what's the startup? Like, what's with entrepreneurship and things like that and trying to get a sense of what it was like outside of academia. Um, And that's how I ended up finding A-Level. It was one of the first opportunities that sort of popped up in my searches on campus. Absolutely. You just mentioned A-Level and this being an A-Level podcast and you having climbed the ranks and graduated as managing partner. Can you briefly speak to how A-Level has shaped your interests, whether that be in college academically or in the workforce professionally? Yeah, I mean, A-Level has been honestly huge for me. Um, I think the primary way that it has shaped my interests is that it has just exposed me to so many different types of people and so many different types of sectors and spaces to learn more about. Um, I joined the team as someone who didn't really know anything about software or medical devices or, you know, the the dynamics and markets and things like that. I just knew I was kind of interested in and excited about the broader macro impacts that early stage investing in technology could potentially have. So I like really joined the team with sort of a blank slate. And as I, you know, as time went on and I got to know Uh, my colleagues uh, who ended up becoming some of my closest friends. And I, you know, had the opportunity to speak to tons of founders and connect with other investors in the space. I slowly started learning more about all these different aspects of the world that technology touches. And I absolutely don't think that I would have had that depth or breadth of exposure um, if I hadn't been on A-level. And that for me was I mean, obviously super influential because now I am working in venture. So I think there definitely has been sort of a clear path that you can track in my life from my academics at the beginning of my time at Hopkins um, through A-level and, you know, the types of companies that I did diligence on and sourced and the types of initiatives that I started there and where I am now at Equal. 
Absolutely. You mentioned that A-Level is really full of diverse backgrounds, yourself included. How do you see the intersection between your major in international studies and sociology and VC as a whole? That's a really good question, and I think a really important one. One of the things that I noticed when I first joined A-Level was that it was super engineering heavy, um, which is really important because we do look at a lot of technical companies. But I noticed that we were kind of lacking on the social sciences side. And that is honestly a huge part of early stage investing because, you know, understanding the relationships between people and communities is crucial for trying to, you know, estimate or um, predict what product market fit may be, whether an idea that we're looking at actually solves a true pain point. There's just a lot of um, sort of qualitative analysis that goes on there. And I think for me, having come from GSCD, where there is a very good mix of qualitative and quantitative work, I'd say being able to apply that and the things that I learned in my classes to the companies that I was looking at and the way that I would, you know, kind of conduct my own personal diligence was definitely really helpful. And I think as I, you know, spent more time with the team and got more involved with the recruiting process as well and, you know, bringing new associates onto the team, um, one of the things that I started really looking for were um, other individuals who could sort of bridge the the gap or the divide between the two schools of thought almost. And I would say that that has definitely strengthened the team a lot. Absolutely. So now taking a bit of transition away from A-level, super, super exciting that you're now working at Equal Ventures. Can you elaborate a little bit about what your role is at Equal Ventures and and kind of what it entails? Yeah, absolutely. So Equal is a generalist seed state venture fund um, based out of New York City. And so at Equal, we have a bit of a unique approach to investing in that we are super, super research and thesis driven. So the way that we um, conduct our work is by doing these very extensive, deep research projects onto different sectors and spaces. Um, And we use that process to try to get really smart um, on a certain pain point or space um, and develop a network in that space. And if we, you know, feel like we are really compelled by the results that we're seeing and the different business models that we've uncovered, then, you know, we'll look to source companies in that space. So everything that we do is really informed by a really deep and prepared mind, I'd say, which for me was a huge, huge draw. I think, obviously, I love research. That is something I spent a lot of college doing, but having the opportunity to just learn um, at a very in-depth pace about a ton of different spaces is, I think, exactly what I was looking for when I left Hopkins and exactly what I was looking for when I, you know, entered the sort of working world. Um, in terms of my role at Equal, so I've joined the team as an analyst. It's, you know, a, a lean team. I'm really fortunate to work with two amazing GPs, Richard Kirby and Rick Zulo, and then our um, senior associate, Alia Freedy, as well. And I am, you know, involved in research, involved in some portfolio support, um, some sourcing, and, you know, definitely a lot of operational work and community building on the side. So it's, you know, Every day and every week is kind of just wearing a bunch of different hats, but that's really what I love about the job because it never gets boring. Absolutely. I mean, I think it definitely resonates with me and I'm sure a lot of our listeners to kind of hear that you're getting so much experience 
even after coming out of an A-level where one might assume, you know, you kind of like learn what you need to know about VC. But I mean, it's, it's very clear that, you know, there's, there's always a lot more to learn. So it's really awesome that you're getting that experience at Equal Ventures. So now kind of talking about how you landed that amazing role. So, you know, the VC industry is kind of notoriously hard to break into. What made you choose to enter the VC space right out of undergrad? Yeah, so um, I, you know, in, in the process of kind of figuring out where I wanted to spend time after graduation, I thought a lot about the um, types of roles that I wanted to be in, um, the sort of amount of learning that I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to be somewhere where I would be learning a ton at a really fast pace. Um, I knew I wanted to be somewhere where I could work uh, really hands-on with founders and entrepreneurs. And I knew I wanted to be somewhere where I could you know, meet other investors and kind of use networking tools to better validate my own opinions and theses about different spaces and business models and things like that. So for me, um, having the experience that I had at A-level and having been you know, fortunate enough to do internships while I was in school also, at a venture firm, SoCal Ventures, which was founded by A-Level's founder, um, Elizabeth Galbett, and then Greenspring Associates as well, which is a large fund of funds practice based in Baltimore. For me, it, it really seemed like venture was the perfect fit to, you know, hit on all of my different interests, but also ensure that I was going to get a, you know, like level of personal and professional development. Um, so that was one end of it. And then the other end of it was, you know, I knew I really wanted to stay involved with A-Level after graduation and, you know, really contribute to building the future of the firm um, and future funds as well. So for me, it seems like going into venture would be a great way to kind of marry all of my interests and allow me to stay involved with A-Level by kind of staying plugged into the venture ecosystem. So that was, you know, part of the reason why, why I landed up there. And then honestly, um, what, what I will say to everyone is that I really just loved what I did at A-Level. I thought, you know, it didn't feel like work. It was really interesting. I was, you know, had the opportunity to meet a ton of different people um, and learn about a ton of different things. And um, it really felt like I, I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to continue doing that. That totally resonates with me. I mean, the great thing about A-Level is that there's so many people you can learn from and so many people you can just talk to. Um, it's really awesome getting that experience as a college student. And the fact that the firm is really managed by other students only makes it more special. Kind of along the same lines, I think what you were saying about BC being so unique and interesting and, and giving you the ability to network with all kinds of people, whether they be founders, investors at other firms, etc. I think the other really great thing that I've learned about VC is it, it really does put you at the forefront of emerging technologies and at the forefront of industry. You, you can really see trends like starting to change and kind of occurring. So since you do know a good amount about VC and what it takes to enter the industry, what would you recommend to someone interested in a similar path? I would say to one, uh, be patient. Patience is something that I am really working on. It's something that's crucial to venture where, you know, you are making an investment and then it sometimes will take five plus years for that investment to get anywhere and for the company to start to grow. You never really know what's going to happen. 
um, but also patience in the recruiting process. Recruiting in venture, I think, is just as much about a fit between you and the firm um, as it is between the firm and you, if that makes sense. Um, not every firm is perfect for everyone. There really needs to be alignment between you as an individual and your beliefs and your um, opinions on investing and those of the team that you'll be working with. And so the more patient you can be, I think the more likely you will be to find a team that you can really like jive with. Um, and that just makes the experience so much better. And I, you know, that was something that I, I really had to, learn and teach myself and become more comfortable with as I was going through the process. And personally, like I can say, even though I'm only about a month and a half into my time at Equal right now, it has definitely paid off. And I you know, feel super fortunate that I landed on the team that I did. Um, so that's one thing. And, and the last thing I'll say is, you know, have conviction in you and your beliefs. I came from a very untraditional background where I didn't take a single accounting or finance class while I was at Hopkins. For a long time, I was super self-conscious of that because I felt like I was lacking all of this information that other people had. And, you know, maybe that puts me at a disadvantage. Maybe I'm at a disadvantage because I'm not an engineer. Um, maybe I'm at a disadvantage because I didn't go to an Ivy League school or, you know, whatever it may be. I think try to avoid falling into that rabbit hole and just have um, conviction in you and your story and who you are. And, you know, if you can be that excited about, you know, what your beliefs are and what led you to whatever spot you're in right now, other people will be able to pick up on that as well. And I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in just talking to other investors and, you know, now working in venture full time is that if you can, you know, have belief in yourself and if you can, you know, kind of have conviction in your thoughts and your decisions. Um, and, you know, that's not always going to be 100% conviction. And that's kind of the point of venture is that you're never 100% sure of anything, but, you know, you feel like you can gain some level of conviction that, you know, will definitely help. And it will, you know, I think help a lot through the recruiting process. Right, right. So kind of kind of transitioning a little bit. So, I mean, you've given a lot of really great advice to students who might kind of be finding themselves kind of sitting and trying to decide if venture is really for them. What are the most common mistakes you see students make in their undergrad experience or you've made yourself? So if you were to kind of start again as a freshman, what would you do the same? What would you do differently? So I think, you know, academics are super important and, um, you know, taking classes is obviously super important. That was something that was huge for me and I've, you know, talked about that a lot today. But uh, I think it's also important to kind of marry the work that you do in the classroom with work that you do outside of the classroom. So anytime you can, you know, shadow um, a professional or, you know, work uh, at an internship or whatever it may be, whatever fits into your schedule the best, I think that for me was the most helpful thing. And I wish I had um, started taking advantage of that opportunity earlier on. I found that my professors were really supportive of me, you know, going to work outside the classroom and then, you know, coming back to the classroom and, you know, bringing in some of the ideas that I learned at a startup that I interned at or at SoGal when I was interning there and things like that. So I definitely wish I had taken more advantage of that. And I wish I had taken more advantage of my, you know, professors being so supportive of that. I think for anyone who is a student at Hopkins, there are 
so many great opportunities in Baltimore and the surrounding area to get involved in the communities, um, you know, sort of bring what you're learning at Hopkins to the rest of the city and, you know, really be um, an important member of the Baltimore community. And so that is something that I would highly recommend to anyone, regardless of what field you want to go into. That's really great advice. And, and kind of along that, just to get a sense of something a little less maybe tangible. Um, I think the VC industry is really important to constantly be learning something new, to constantly be growing. So what do you do to grow or learn every day? And how would you describe your mindset? That's a really good question. Um, I would say this is absolutely something that I'm still working on and still trying to get a handle on. So if anyone has any advice on this, please hit me up and let me know. But I think for me, just reading as much as possible and exposing myself to different opinions has been really helpful, um, especially as I've you know, started work in the past month and a half and you know, had to dive deep into industries that I really know absolutely nothing about. Um, and I think Twitter is a really great tool for that just because so many people do share their opinions so freely. So it's really easy to kind of get exposure to um, different thought leaders, different investors, different companies, business models, different academics, whatever it may be. So I would say that. And then um, the thing that I am, you know, working on the most, and I think is something that is very, very hard to do, is being more comfortable with sharing your thoughts with others, whether that means, you know, getting on the phone with someone who's an expert in uh, energy and sharing your thoughts on energy with them and just kind of picking their brain and, you know, sharing your opinions whether it means learning publicly by posting a Twitter thread or something like that or a blog post um, with your opinions. And I think that's another great way to make sure that, you know, you are kind of getting, you're getting yourself peer reviewed almost um, to take a research approach to it. Um, and, you know, you are exposing yourself to a lot of different opinions and you are seeing what else is out there in the spaces that you are interested in or also in the spaces that you know nothing about at all. Absolutely. And this is our final question for this episode. And it uh, requires a little more thinking, I'd say. So when people think of okay. these, we tend to have this perception of, you know, the Anderson Horowitzes and the Greylocks and, and these really like technology focused funds. But we're seeing the emergence of impact investing, like social capital and, and related funds. How do you see the intersection of VC and human impact investing coming to light in the future? And what would you say to people who aren't necessarily bringing that heavy STEM background that are also interested in venture capital? Okay, so two really good questions. Um, to answer your first question, I think a huge part of it is making sure that you're putting your money into people and community that actually reflect what our country looks like. So, you know, making sure that one, your LP base as a firm is diverse making sure that your portfolio is diverse, making sure that your investment team is diverse. Um, and I don't, you know, just mean diversity of gender. I also mean diversity of race, diversity of, you know, sexuality. I think all of that is incredibly important. Um, diversity of nationality, too, is, is a big one. That is, I think, one of the, the best and most important ways that um, people who work in venture can, you know, make an impact and venture can be used to make an impact. Secondary to that, I would say, really considering the broader impacts of the technology that you're investing in. I think one of the 
most important things to me that I tried to focus on as much as possible when I was at A level. And now I'm, you know, looking to kind of further develop as I am in the working world is making sure that I am looking for and supporting and investing in technology that is democratizing, that increases access to previously inaccessible spaces for people who are underrepresented or who are underprivileged. I think that's another um, less discussed way that technology can be used for good. To answer your second question about people who have a social sciences background who are looking to get into venture, I would say, you know, don't feel intimidated or, or like an imposter because you may not have that super quant heavy background that it seems like so many others have. Um, like I said, what I learned through my time at A-level um, and elsewhere is that having those soft skills and, you know, being able to communicate and being able to understand the psychology and sociology of people and communities is really crucial to, you know, honing an investment strategy. Um, so no matter what your academic background is and no matter what your interests are, I think everyone has something to add to venture um, and you shouldn't, you know, devalue where you come from just because it's not the most common thing. Definitely. Well, Simran, you've given some really, really great advice. Definitely things I'm going to take to heart and hopefully that our listeners will take to heart as well. It's been really, really great talking to you. I know you've been a huge credit to not only A-Level as a team, but also to, to all the hard work that we do. And it's been amazing to see you go so far. I know when I hopped on the team, you were kind of graduating. You definitely gave me a lot of advice, a lot of help. Um, really appreciate it. But I'm so excited to see where you go in the future, and we are so, so happy that you were able to join us today for our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I mean, the, the thing that I'll, I'll leave you with today is that I think really, truly, A-Level wouldn't be what it is without the team. And so you are, I think, as much of a source of inspiration to me as I hopefully can be to you and others who are on the team as well. Thank you so much. Um, again, Simran, great to have you. As always, uh, we'll check in soon and thank you for hopping on.